Welcome to Worldwide Wonderful Women, a podcast for your living in divine power when yours is diminished. A podcast where encouragers receive encouragement. We understand these are hard times. You may find that it is becoming more of a challenge for you to remain strong as you give of yourself continuously. That's why this is the place to join other women globally who face the same challenges as you. So join us regularly to receive biblical insight not to faint, but to stand strong. This is the podcast to be rejuvenated and revitalized. Now, let's join our host, Paula Harris. Hello, and blessed Veterans Day. This is episode number 325 of Worldwide Wonderful Women. And the title of this episode is Favor on Your Family, Part 2. Well, I know that many have already celebrated Veterans Day, but I just wanted to take a moment to thank all of our veterans for your sacrificial service to our nation. And I pray that you will indeed know God's favor on your life and that of your family as well. Again, thank you so much for your service. Psalm 5 verse 12 says, Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. Now, the righteous are those who have been made right with God through the death burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It was his dying in our place, taking the judgment and punishment for our sin, and being raised to life again, and having victory over all sin that allows anyone who calls on the Lord to be saved, and then to be declared right with God. So once you realize how dreadful you have sinned, and in faith believing Ask God to forgive you of all your sins through the redeeming work of Jesus on the cross for you. You receive his favor and are forgiven of all your sins and restored into a right relationship with God that was broken because of the sin in your life. Now, when I say your life, each one of us, for all have sinned. Psalm 512 again says, Surely, Lord, You bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. Now, what is meant by favor? What does it mean? God's favor has to do with his being pleased with or favorable toward us. Some of the other ways in which we can understand favor is that favor means to be delighted with, acceptable, a state or condition of approval, implying pleasure. Favor is that which is shown in his blessings toward an individual or a group. Now, we do have to be careful in the way that we think sometimes. Favor does not mean that everyone who is prosperous or healthy has found favor with God, nor does it mean that those whom the Lord favors will never suffer difficulties. Many people in the Bible had the Lord's favor, but also suffered hardship. Favor is closely related to grace. What is grace? Grace is God's favor or blessings toward the unworthy or undeserving. In his grace, 
God is willing to forgive us and bless us abundantly, in spite of the fact that we don't deserve to be treated or dealt with so generously. I like in this scripture how it says that God's favor surrounds us as with a shield. In blessing the righteous, his favor or blessings and grace are able to surround us like a shield. His favor is a source of protection all around us. Now, close your eyes for a moment and try to picture that, a protective shield surrounding us because God is pleased and he delights in us. Now, let's move that image to heaven, our family surrounded by his favor. Isn't that a beautiful picture? Well, our topic for this month is favor on your family. Why not take this passage from Psalm 512 and pray it over your family this week, that God would bless your family and allow them to walk in righteousness as he surrounds them with his favor as with a shield. That would be a powerful prayer to pray over your family. Then watch to see evidence of it in faith. Well, last week, I shared some pointers on how to seek God's favor in your family. Now, no family is perfect, but God's love is, and it can save, rescue, and restore anyone in any place at any time. I trust you believe that about his love and that you know his love for yourself. One thing I wanna make sure you understand, these pointers that I'm sharing are not to be viewed as some works or deeds that we do to earn God's favor. God's favor and his grace are bestowed upon us even when we don't deserve it. We did not work to receive our salvation and we don't work to receive brownie points with God. We don't earn any of this with him. It is just because of his love for us, and it's because of our love for him that we should desire to do these things. We do these various things that I'm going to mention because they please God, and out of our love for him, we want to do what is acceptable in his sight. So I will share additional pointers that would be wise to implement in your family. So first, don't play favorites. If a parent shows a preference for one child over another, the less favored child will feel unloved. And that is not going to help your family at all. And it's going to cause disunity, not unity. So don't play favorites. Every child is different. And there may be one child that might be more like the mother or one child that is more like the father. That doesn't mean that he or she should show favoritism to that child that seems to be pretty much like them. Make it a point to love your children in a way that they all know that regardless how different they are, they are all loved by you. Then number two, admit failure. No parent is perfect, but even times of failure can be used to train your children. So if you admit that you made a mistake, your child will be more likely to be honest with you when they make a mistake or when they fail. Another thing about a parent's failure, we all have regrets. I'm sure that there's something that we wish we could go back and fix or do differently, but we have to be careful in regards to that. Regret has to do with feeling bad about something you have done or have not done. It's something that you did 
or did not do. But regret can go into shame. And shame is feeling bad about who you are and how you think and how you are perceived by God and others. Shame has to do with your identity. So be careful in letting failures overwhelm you that they turn into regrets and then letting regrets turn into shame. Learn from your mistakes and go forward making any necessary changes to have a different outcome than before. And then pray together. Some matters are private, but many issues can be occasions where your family draws together in prayer. And it doesn't have to be a nightly routine, but at least maybe weekly. Gather as a family to pray about your concerns. Again, as you model having conversation with God and being able to talk to him as your loving father, it would be something that will be impressed upon your children and they more than likely will mimic it as well until they too have that intimate relationship with God in the way that I know every parent desires. And then read the Bible together. Nothing is more important than getting God's word into the family. And the Lord has given that responsibility to parents, not to the preacher, not to youth leaders, or to anyone else. So begin when your children are young and read an easy Bible version like the New Living Translation or from a children's Bible so that they can comprehend and understand what you're saying. And of course, there are going to be things that you're going to have to explain as a parent that maybe they ask questions about. And it's nothing wrong with you saying, you know what, honey? I don't know. That's a good question. But let me find out and I'll try to get back to you with an answer. So don't ignore Bible reading because you aren't a Bible scholar. Really, none of us are to tell you the truth. But just do the best that you can because God will take the little that you have and he can multiply it in such a way. Remember, God's word is living and it's active and it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing, dividing of soul and spirit and joint and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So God's word is not reliant on us to have a powerful impact. God's word is alive in and of itself, and it can impact your family in ways you can't begin to understand, just when, even when we share one verse. And then lastly today, attend church together. Now, I know it's hard during the pandemic for some families to be able to be in attendance, but whatever you do, if you can't be in attendance at church for whatever reason, and I know there's so many debates now going on between Christians, which is a sad thing. But if you can be in church, take your family with you. And I know that there are some churches that divide the adults from the children. But as soon as you can, try to sit together as a family. It's just something beautiful about worshiping God together. But even if you can't make it to church, make sure that you are worshiping God within your home. And setting aside a place and a designated time where you're worshiping together. And then, of course, if you're anything, what I do, I just go through the house worshiping, praying, and singing. And I'm not saying be like me, but I'm saying, like Paul says, uh, follow me as I follow Christ. You don't have to just be in a certain spot to worship God. 
And it doesn't just have to be on a certain day. That's all I'm saying. But please, as a family, though, make sure you weekly have time together where you are worshiping God and acknowledging him. It's very, very important. It's important for parents to set an example by attending church with their children and try to do it as early in life as you can. You want them to learn how to appreciate and create a hunger and a desire for God's word and for his presence. And oh my, there's nothing like having our offspring understand what it's like to have God's presence with them throughout the day. So be mindful to always ask God for wisdom concerning your family. He knows each one of you in full detail. And truly, only he knows what is best for your family because each family is unique. I just pray that some of the things that we share weekly this month will be a blessing to you and maybe a reminder. Maybe you're already doing them and maybe it's a confirmation for you. And that's all right. Proverbs 8.35 states, For those who find me, talking about wisdom, find life and receive favor from the Lord. Well, may God's favor overtake you and surround you as a shield. And join me next week again for God's wisdom from his word. And smile, Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening to Worldwide Wonderful Women. We trust you enjoyed the program. Please take a moment to leave us a good rating and review on iTunes to help us continually encourage others around the globe. We also invite you to go to TWMforJesus.org. That's T-W-M, like in Mary, F-O-R-J-E-S-U-S dot O-R-G to download your free gift and see other resources to help you live in divine power. And oh, don't forget to tell your friends. Until next time, be strong and of good courage.